Welcome to the Hammer Lane, a private podcast dedicated to the employees of Enterprise Transportation. Your host and Vice President of Trucking, Casey Teague, will cover topics that are important to you, our favorite employee. Posted once a month, we hope you find this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. From interviews answering your questions, we'll try and cover all that's relevant to our business. If you have questions you'd like addressed, email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. That is, again, thehammerlane at eprod.com. Now, let's get into the show. All right, guys, another episode of The Hammer Lane. I've got a special treat for you today. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, you will be, it will be in March, and this is the March episode, so I'm not doing too bad. Uh, three months uh, into 24, and this is the third episode. My goal, again, is to publish a podcast once a month, um, hopefully a little more frequently if we have something to put out, uh, but at least once a month. And unfortunately, I didn't make it all 12 months last year, uh, but we've already talk, talked about that. So last month, the guys, you, you sat and listened to me ramble, at least three or four of you did, those that tuned into the last month's podcast. Um, no, I don't, I don't know how many people tuned in, actually, but I can't imagine it was more than three or four. I do get a few emails and stuff, so somebody's listening. I've got, it's not going to be just me rambling, guys. Uh, I've got uh, some guests with me in the podcast room, and and if you're curious, yes, we actually do have a podcast studio downtown. It's pretty, it's pretty slick. I would, Shane said he feels like he's on the Howard Stern show. So I've got Shane Malden. Um, I've got uh, Chad Van Allen and Chad Woods with me. And we're going to use this, this opportunity just to, uh, just to kind of go over a little update. And I've, I've got a few things I wanted to put out. And the first thing, um, let's talk about people. Um, and I'm going to embarrass some people here. Uh, so every now and then, a blind squirrel finds a nut, and we're, we've uh, found our way to promote uh, Chad Van Allen. So <laughs> uh, next uh, March 1st, I think, is the effective day. Uh, Mr. Van Allen will be Senior Director of Transportation. So congrats to him. Let me see. Hold on. I got a little... Oh, no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> no, that, 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 was the right, that was the wrong one. That's a good wait, fit. Wait. Yeah. There we go. There we go. I need to label these buttons, but that is more appropriate. Um, so in addition to, to – so congratulations, Chad. Thank you. Um, Julian Wynn is uh, – some of you guys may have uh, – may know Julian. Uh, he sits on our LP scheduling desk. Um, he has been selected uh, to be a commercial representative, um, and that will take place. When is that one? Mar is that March 1st also? That's March 1 as well. Okay. Yeah. And so if you're curious, it's February 27th today, so that's when we're talking about March. Um, let's see. Brandon Powell. I know a pretty proud mama out in Baytown, and, and I'm pretty proud of these guys too, but Brandon Powell – uh, is one of our dispatchers. He is being promoted to, or he was promoted in December. Correct. Uh, yeah. To dispatcher level two. So Brandon is doing a great job. Congrats to, to Brandon. Uh, it, it is truly a, a family affair. If you don't know, his mother, Starla, um, and, and she's probably grimacing right now if she's listening, but I don't think she listens, um, is our Baytown terminal manager. 
And uh, Frank is uh, one of our supervisors, correct? Correct. Uh, yeah, with uh, with under Matt McMullen's team. Yeah. Speaking of Matt McMullen, lo and behold, uh, he found a promotion too. So Matt, uh, congrats! He's being promoted to uh, senior manager. And then we've got Naira Salinas uh, is also one of our LPG schedulers. Uh, she is being promoted to a senior scheduler. So good for good for Naira. Um, and I already talked about this last month. Uh, Brandon uh, Spradlin uh, was on our dispatch desk and has accepted a promotion to uh, assistant terminal manager in uh, Brobridge, Louisiana. And from what I could tell, that was January, right? Uh, that was February 1, I think. Yeah, February 1. First yeah. of February. Yeah. From what I could tell, he's surviving. So, yes, thriving. Yeah, I've seen him on some of the stand-up calls. So congrats to all that here. I'll hit the right one. There you go. Congrats to all those. Uh, it's good to see folks uh, moving on up. Let's see what else we have. Duncan Scholars Program. I guess Chad inform Chad Woods. We've got three Chads, by the way. Chad Cubed. Chad Woods informed me that this has been extended from the 20, uh, 23rd to the, to the 29th. 29th. So you have, uh, well, when you're hearing this, uh, you don't have any time because it'll be after March. But hopefully uh, you guys uh, that had uh, kids that were eligible applied. Uh, I hear that we have folks that have already been contacted. Um, but uh, And again, I don't know. Nobody tells me who gets it. So if you don't mind sharing, let us know because we want to we wanna, um, make sure everybody knows about it. Uh, if, if you don't, that's cool too. But um, be proud, proud to know that we've got uh, uh, folks with kids getting that Duncan Scholars program. It's, it's really a pretty slick deal. Um, let's see. Cardinal rules of trucking. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know that that went into effect on the 19th of last month. Uh, so the cardinal rules of trucking are in effect. And I, I just wanted to put that out as a reminder because we've already seen a couple of instances where there's um, potential uh, violations of those. And these are the safety rules that we feel um, are so important that, you know, if you, if you at least do these, um, you're going to go home okay. And that's kind of that's what they are as a Cliff Notes version. But we have five categories, and I'll just go through them as a, as a reminder. Vehicle safety, uh, that's things like rec reckless driving. Um, the railroad crossings, commercial vehicles have to stop there. Uh, you can't use a radar detector, um, unauthorized passengers. The next category, product stewardship. Um, let's see, equipment maintenance, PPE, and H2S uh, safety, which is primarily um, affects our crude haulers. However, uh, in some of the plants in which we visit, uh, there has been H2S, so we all need to be smart on that stuff. So, guys, don't forget, um, the cardinal rules of trucking are um, are there. They're in effect uh, as of the 19th of February. Uh, if you haven't seen them, I, I think everybody has because we, we uh, visited with everybody. Yeah, we got them out in front of all the uh, 
everybody in the field, the drivers, the maintenance staff, and everybody at the terminals uh, had them sign off on it. Hopefully, had the opportunity to ask your supervisor or manager questions about it and be able yeah. to get all that taken care of. Cool. Good. Good deal. So, guys, take take a look. That is kind of a serious deal. Hey, I wanted to – this is really neat. So, about this time of year, um, I always ask our HR team, I'm, I'm curious – what does uh, what does compensation growth look like amongst our drivers? Um, and so every every year we put this analysis together just to see where we are. And I wanted to share a few numbers, and I'm not going to get uh, real specific, but there are a few um, a few numbers that I thought were really interesting. It kind of makes you sit back and go, "Dang, that's pretty good," because. The reason I, I like to do this is because historically in the trucking industry, compensation growth um, over a 10-year period, and, and I saw this about five years ago, so it was referencing the previous, uh, the last 15 years, I guess. Um, it, was, it was really bad. It has historically been really bad. Um, but uh, here at Enterprise, we have focused on compensation growth. Um, and I look at that every year. And let me just sling you a few numbers. So, um, Chad, do you know Woods? <laughs> do you know how many people in 2019 drivers made over ninety thousand dollars in 2019 for the year? Uh, hundred and fifteen. I showed you this, didn't I? Yes. Is <laughs> one hundred and fifteen? He's right. Uh, let's see, uh, Shane, do you know how many people in 2023 made over 90,000? 230. No, 205. Nice. Where was the 230? Because I think I showed this to you too. <laughs> yeah, but I don't remember. Yeah, you don't remember. <clears throat> okay. 205. So 115 to 205 over a five-year period. What, what kind of growth is that percentage-wise? Yeah, you're looking in the high 80s percentage-wise to get that that type of growth over a three-year period this or four-year period that's pretty good yeah not 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 bad numbers let's look at a hundred thousand in 2019 do you know how many made over 100 i'm gonna guess 20 70 so i thought that wasn't too bad 70 people in 2019 made over this these are drivers only uh, made over a hundred thousand dollars in 2023. We had 133, so we went up. Uh, six, so that's 93, 94, 95% right there. Yeah, so that's that's big numbers. Let's just go to the top end and then we'll we'll stop there because this, this really is pretty impressive. Um, in 2019, we had uh, five drivers go over a hundred and thirty thousand. Uh, some pretty, um, pretty substantially in 2023 we had 15 go over 130,000 that that's not that's not bad numbers um as a percentage we'll go back to rain man here what, what's that percentage so what was it, the numbers again five and 15 five and 15 that's 200 percent that's right? that would be 300 percent 300 percent 300 percent increase yeah. yeah i'd take that yeah for sure yeah, not not bad. So, uh, just to share a few things with you, not bad. Um, company average. This is company wide, all terminals included. And we looked at 
compensation for those that uh, were employed for the full 12 months last year. Uh, so if you were not employed for the full 12 months um, or were on disability at any point in time, uh, you were excluded from these uh, just, to, just to get an apples-to-apples comparison. And so our, our average compensation for our drivers was just over $105,000 in 2022, or I'm sorry, 23. Um, it was uh, 99 and a half in 2022. So we saw a roughly $6,000 um, increase, a little over $6,000 increase in annualized earnings on average. So, yeah, I don't know, guys, that's, that's not bad. Um, so in addition to that, that does, that's just cash. That has nothing to do with benefits. That's before all that. Or profit sharing or, you know, all the 401K match and everything that comes with yeah. the benefits I of mean, being we, I think we could sit here and talk oh, all yeah. day about the enterprise benefits. And uh, I don't know that you're going to find a trucking company that, that has those kind of benefits. So Shane was uh, he was uh, with K&R Trucking. That was a company that he had interest in a while back. Did, did you have those kind of benefits, Shane? No, no, there was no benefits. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like being an owner operator. <laughs> your your benefit was maybe maybe a Saturday off, maybe maybe, or you got like your meal card stamped extra dessert. <laughs> no, not not even extra. No, oh, no. No. Okay, all right. Enough with me. Let's see what do I have here. Um, we're still talking people, so let's talk about referral bonuses. Why don't you talk about yeah, that? Yeah, so, and that's one of the things that, you know, Casey reached out to us yesterday, tried to throw together some notes, and that's one of the things I know we put a focus on, you know, and as our, our leadership at the terminals know about this, uh, the referral bonus that we have in place, and we've spiked up of our hiring. It's across every terminal. Uh, we need maintenance staff. I think Mr. Van Allen has a new you know, job title is recruiter because I think he needs several. <laughs> Spent a lot of time interviewing. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, we're we're growing, you know, tremendously over the last, you know, I want to say a couple of weeks is when it's really kicked in. I mean, we've we've been hiring slowly and steadily, and I know Sealy has really kicked off over the last three months of trying to boost up there in Sealy, but across the board, we're with the growth that we've seen, we are continuing to hire drivers, uh, owner operators along with uh maintenance staff i think we have six no three maintenance positions three, three yeah, maintenance three. positions open yeah what you know as drivers or as you know people that are out there in the field that we're seeing you know that are employees with us and, and it affects the owner operators as well as if we uh refer a new employee as a driver or in the maintenance staff then you qualify for the referral bonus well that referral bonus consists of uh three thousand dollars so it's uh you get the first half of that payment uh, will be shortly after onboarding, after that new driver, that new mechanic gets onboarded and completes their training or whatever it may be that they need. And then the remainder of that uh, referral bonus payment will be paid out after six months. Uh, now, in order to receive the second half, that employee you referred has to still be employed with us, and you, have, you as an individual have to be employed and in good standing with the company at the time of the payout as well. Yeah, and, and to qualify, just as a reminder, uh, the the uh, application has to indicate who referred the uh, applicant, and you have to fill out uh, the referral card. And those things have been missing in the past in a lot of cases. So yeah. 
I think we've been able to police up some of that stuff, but uh, if you wait too long, we're not going to be able to. So get that stuff done up front. Otherwise, you you uh, are at risk of not not receiving your bonus. Yeah, and that, and those of you that are out there listening, I would encourage you that if you don't know what that referral form or referral card is, reach out to your supervisor, or your terminal manager, and yeah. uh, they'll be able to get that for you. But you know that applicant too, as you you refer that applicant, and they come in and fill out that application. They need to, you know, we need to make sure that they're getting your name down on the application as they submit that. Yeah, yep. No, that's that's a good deal. Two installments, fifteen hundred dollars a piece. Must be here to to qualify on uh, on the day that it's paid out and fill out those forms, and you're good. I think we have people that have made multiple referrals, yes. and I can't remember what the most is, but. Don't we have somebody that has like three or four of them? I think I think we've got a guy out there right now that's got four. Yeah, uh, that one of the one of our drivers that has four, and he's waiting on payments out on those too. So that's you know that's a pretty good boost yeah. in the old pocketbook over the year. Twelve so. twelve thousand dollars just for referring somebody. So yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty pretty good deal. Since we're with Chad Woods, let's uh, let's keep going. Excuse me, what do you got? Okay, just, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I know a lot of you as the drivers out there uh, have seen some new trucks floating in. Uh, we have finally got all of our 2023 order in, which is 24, 2024 year model trucks. Uh, they've all hit the ground. Uh, that total order was uh, 64 units, so 39 of those units were going to the crude world, and 25 of them are going to the LPG world. So we do have those trucks. They're all on the ground. We are awaiting tags. Is my Shane shaking his head at me over there? So you're stealing his thunder. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no, um, we haven't received all of our high roof sleepers. So we haven't received the high roofs. Okay, we like ten from the original order. Yes. Okay. All right. They well, may be on the ground at Peterville, but we haven't gotten them at Baytown. So that's what, that was my understanding that they are on the that we're waiting tags and completion. So. But uh, I know the crude units, from talking to Swap earlier this week, we have those are available. Uh, I think we have a couple tags still outgoing, but uh, we've already started picking up a lot of those. Uh, we've had them destined out. So the the ones, the 39 crude units this year, we've got five are going to Hobbs. We have three going to Midland. 20 of them uh, went to Monahans. Uh, we have four going to Pleasanton, seven going to Seeley. And uh, we have already started on the ground at Peterbilt. I know that they're getting completed at Peterbilt with, uh, you know, some new equipment put on them this year, the 2025-year model ones. So we've already seen, I think, the first six of those that we're supposed to receive this first quarter have hit the ground at Peterbilt here in Rush Houston and uh, waiting to get uh, rigged out. And as soon as those are rigged out, we'll start distributing those as well. With with the 2025-year models, uh, we had ordered 64 total last year. Uh, this year, that order was instead of 39 crude tractors, we've got 42 crude tractors coming in this year. And then, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's 28 LPG tractors. So it's going to be a total of 70 this year. Yeah, and it'll be the same. The LP units are the high roof, big sleeper, automated. 567s. Um, yeah, the, what is it? A, it's a 12-speed automated transmission. Yeah, 12-speed automated. And for all of those out there, I know we've talked to several of you. Uh, at safety meetings, but the crude units this year too will be with that automated twelve. So what we've done? Oh, to, that's right. Yeah. yeah so yeah, we're no longer that. going to the thirteen, uh, but one of the things we have done is we've gone to the straight torque eighteen fifty uh, tractors. 
and uh, with that automated 12 transmission. So we should have the pulling power, should have everything we need. We're just going to have the automated transmission. That means I could drive one if I wanted to. Absolutely. I drove, I test drove one of the uh, high roof units out there, and it's no different than jumping in your power stroke and taking off. I love it. I've, I've driven a simulator. <laughs> we know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hit a deer. They threw a deer in front of me. You so, must have been in Pleasanton. Now, where was that? It was at that so, truck that show. Great American Truck Show up here in Fort yeah, Worth. Yeah, in, in Dallas, Fort, Fort Worth area. So. That was pretty good. I, I was getting the big head because I was doing good, shifting gears. And then here comes the deer. I threw that dang deer out. So the other thing that I'd like to discuss is volume, and, and we just talked about it in the hiring perspective, but we, we've seen continued growth, and, and it's been a steady growth, and that's that's kind of like what we like to see. And I'm sure – most of you listen to this out there have seen it as well as, you know, we've asked to change some schedules. We've gone to some five and ones. We've yeah. swapped some day drivers over to night drivers to help handle the sustained volume. But, you know, as we look as what we have on the, on the horizon coming up out there, we, we see the same thing. We see sustained growth, uh, you know, in our West Texas region and Pleasanton and Sealing, you know, we're going to continue to, uh, you know, see some excess volume coming on. And, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those things as we get folks hired and we get them trained. It's, it's not like we're going to be setting anybody. We've got them trained to get out, <laughs> get out here and, and get going. So and we're laughing at, at Woods because he's, he's kind of known to be a little long-winded. Okay. But you're doing, fire. <laughs> you're doing good. You're doing good. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, and then lastly, wanted to talk about new crude trailers. If, if you're in our crude fleet that, uh, you know, we know that we haven't you seen went it. and had a crude trailer in forever. So, so the last order we placed was in 2014 to take delivery of some 2015 Dragon trailers. So we're we're almost 10 years in yeah. on uh, ordering new crude trailers. So we've got a presentation we're going to try to get approval on. And what that looks like is we're hoping to get 50 trailers purchased this year, uh, turn around next year and get an additional 50 trailers purchased, and then kind of set the crude trailers up on our life cycle reciprocal plan, similar to what we have with our tractors. Yeah. And going forward, that'll look like, you know, after those first two years, we'll replace 15 units a year. Uh, so we'll see a continuation of our uh, new trailers coming in, putting the life cycle in the range of 15 to 20 years. Uh, that's where we start to see our excessive maintenance costs come in in that 15 to 20 year mark. So if we can get the old equipment rotated out in that time frame, get new equipment in, hopefully we can alleviate some of those extensive costs down the road. Yeah, so what he's talking about, and I think we've mentioned it before on, on the podcast, is we have a life cycle purchase plan where we replace in the uh, crude fleet 20% of our units uh, per year uh, and then 15% of the LP fleet. The LP fleet yeah. sees a lot of road miles, not, not yeah. near as austere of an environment. So, And then lastly, for the folks up in Farmington, we oh, are yeah. going to uh, try to put a package together so we can get one more bobtail unit purchased for our Farmington drivers up there. Yeah, we went uh, and visited those guys over in Christmas. December, yeah. yeah. And, uh, man, it started snowing on us. We were yeah. off-roading us. Thinking about putting in four-wheel drive. I'm glad I got the insurance. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, that'll be a good thing to come. Now, on that, taking delivery and, and getting it built out, we're probably looking six months out before we see it on the ground. But uh, hopefully that's something we can get in and, and get up there and put to use in Farmington, uh, you know, starting in the harsher weather that comes up here in the fall. Yeah, and that would be after we get everything approved and bought because yeah. Yeah. Uh, we haven't gotten it uh, – Gotten it approved. I I think it's kind of a no brainer, but but we'll see. It, it makes total sense, and I think that's one of the things that came out of our visit with those guys up there. Yeah. Good good crew up there in Farmington. So pretty good team. 
and Shane, that's all I have. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Shane, we got Shane in here to talk a little bit about uh, LPG. Um, he uh, he is in charge of our LP fleet. And, uh, you know, here here's some interesting numbers. Um, let me just bring my little thing out. This is pretty impressive. So let's talk about... LP drivers in 2019. I'm not going to ask you because you probably don't remember. Although I, I told you in 2019, Chad Ben Al, do you know how many LP drivers we had? These are pure LP drivers. Let's see if I can get better than uh, the first guess not I gave you. Hybrid <clears throat> 75, 61. Okay, so not bad. So 61 pure LP drivers. That does not count our hybrid guys that are licensed to do both crude and LP. This is just LP. Uh, and they reside at our LP terminal. So fast forward, 2023. Guess how many we got? I'm going to say 150. 111. That does not include owner-operators. Okay. So today, when you include owner-operators, it is 142. Okay. So pretty substantial. Yep. Um, big, big growth, 61 to 111 company drivers. That, that's damn near double. Yeah. That's, yes. that's not bad. So, And uh, let's see. Um, our crude fleet, has uh, crude headcount has gone down a little bit, and it's picking back up. I don't think uh, we've seen the numbers – where we are today in quite a uh, more than a year, I, I would yeah. imagine. No, I, and that, I think you and I was talking about it at the uh, the staffing call that we had the other day. That you know, I think we got down to like two eighty one, two eighty two, two eighty three somewhere. Yeah. And there's total driver head count, and then we're back up over that three hundred mark, and, yeah. and continuing to grow. It seems like week over week. I think uh, last number I looked at was at three hundred six. Yeah, so not not bad. We haven't been over that three hundred mark in a good good minute. So let's talk about LP equipment. LP equipment. What so, do you got? <clears throat> so last year we looked at our uh, LP trailer fleet. Um, and as you just showed, as we're growing in numbers, uh, we, we became short on trailers for either more volume or um, we put several out of service because they felt thickness. So we were able to purchase um, 24 bottles. We hadn't got them all in service yet. Uh, last year, luckily, we was able to purchase 12 Mississippi tanks. Um, they are all on the ground. I think we have one running in service in Corpus, and the other ones are waiting on tags and railroad commission paperwork. Yeah. And then we purchased 12 Dragons. Um, we have two in service of those, and we're still waiting on um, the rest of them to come in. So they had to do a little work on them. Yeah, so the the, the dragons, although we they're titled as brand new, they were manufactured in I think fifteen. Yeah, yeah. so um, because of that, it, it was kind of a I don't know who got us onto that deal. Well, Chad and I, Bishop had toured the uh, dragon facility. Oh, over that's in, uh, right, over at Silsby. Yeah, and uh, as we was talking uh, with our account rep over there, he's like, "Hey, would you be interested in some LP bottles?" Well, yes, we would. Yeah. <laughs> So we went and took a look at them, and, oh, man, we got a pretty good deal on those things. So yep. that's why we we bought the 
the brand new 2015 Dragon LP bottles in 2023. Yep. So we're waiting on those. They they do have some work that need needs to be done. So. They do. But we, you know, we had several trailers that were 70 models, um, you know, and you start having a lot of maintenance, even though they don't see the rough roads the crew trailers see. But the time gets on them. You know, I think um, since I've been here, I've been. Uh, let's see, January fifth was my ninth anniversary, nine years. So we're hard working, to believe. Hard to believe I've made it that yeah, long. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> nine years in January. So next January will be my ten year anniversary, uh, assuming I make it that far. Um, but when when I first got here, uh, the first road trip I had was out to Petal, Mississippi. And uh, visited with Jerry Brumbaugh, who has since retired. He he retired in early twenty three, April of last year. Yeah, yep. April last year. Um, with what forty seven years? Forty seven years. God bless him, man. That's yeah. a long time. And I've seen him a number of times when I've been out in in, uh, in Petal. Yeah, I still think he comes to work every day. He just I think, get yeah, paid. he shows <laughs> up. Yeah, drinks <laughs> drinks our coffee. Um, but visited with him and. Um, Oh, help me out. Good Lord. Phil. Phil. Goodness yeah. gracious. Um, Phil was our maintenance uh, supervisor out there in Pedal, and we talked trailers. And we had a number of trailers that were vintage 60s era. Um, we um, put those out of service, uh, had somebody come in and uh, check metal thickness. And I think since I've been here, we put nearly 70 units out of nice. service. On and the thickness test. Yeah, 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 just because the the thickness test, and um, we have um, we we sanitized those units so that they would not be placed in pressure service and be put back on the road. So um, I want to explain how we did that. It's kind of boring, but we did ensure that that would take place. So and it, I'm fairly certain it's worked out because I've gotten phone calls from several companies asking <laughs> about these trailers and how they get data plates for them. So yeah. uh, people are trying, but uh, so far, no no luck that I know of. At any rate, we needed to replace the trailers. And so we did um, with a, a pretty big purchase in late 15, took delivery, I think, in 16. Yeah. I think that we was had the polars, I think, a total of like 80-some. Yeah. yeah. Between them and the, and the uh, countryside. Countryside, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think uh, so we brought on more than we put out of service uh, in a very short order. Why did we go polar? Well, we needed so many. They were the only ones that, w- that could put out that volume, so that's what we decided to do. So LP, our LP business, has uh, that's, that's like a foreign concept in the West Texas region, but not, not for long. <clears throat> Hopefully not. Uh, you know, we've been trying to get a foothold in West Texas on LPG, and uh, lo and behold, they uh, have built a butane loading rack in at the Hobbs Frack, which is kind of by Seminole. I don't, yeah. I don't understand that exactly, but it's, I don't know why they call it Hobbs, <laughs> but it's located in Seminole, Texas. So, yeah. so Thursday and Friday, if if we don't have any more delays, uh, we're going to commission those racks with meter provens um, for isobutane and butane. So. Pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's going to open up opportunities that are more year-round. Correct. It's it's not, you know, we could do, and we have had a small presence in retail propane in the winter months, but that there's no requirement in the summer, so those bottles just sit out there. And you guys probably, 
I think they're in Midland mostly. Do we have we a have couple in Hobbs? No, we've got them all in Midland right now. Mm-hmm. But I think as we get into this and it, you know the sustained business out there, I can see Hobbs playing a big role in it. Yeah. So um, I th- that's going to be pretty substantial. I think it has it has room to grow. Yes, it does. So that's that's pretty cool. We've been trying to do that for a while. So well, thank you, Shane. Mm-hmm. Anything else? You just think that, to, think that's it. That's it. You want to talk about your new toy? Tic Tac. <laughs> I know Buggy Tic Tac. <laughs> Is that what Shane. you named it? Yeah, yep. it's Tic Tac. It's, it's tic-tac. Orange. It's orange. All the tube works orange, and the body is a kind Gray. of a grayish color. Gray color. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty awesome. It's pre-rolled. So you don't yeah, have to. Yeah. Well, like, if it's not, it definitely will be. Yeah. yeah. That's why I buy them. That's why we moved him to management. <laughs> driving. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> all right. So we're getting on a tangent here mr van allen you you got some stuff for us i do have a few things save us <laughs> oh yeah well, you're in bad hands <laughs> um so i i get the uh um projects um so i've got quite a few going on this year which is a always an exciting thing i think if you can keep my plate full of projects i'm a, I'm a pretty happy guy but these are ones i'm I'm pretty excited about um, some of these will have a direct touch uh, to those of you listening. Uh, some of them not, maybe a little more indirect. Oh, there's there's Shane's buggy. That That is a tic-tac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the first one I want to talk about is is TMW replacement. Um, so, can't, can't come fast yeah, enough. Amen. Tell We've been needing it. that for, I don't know, since... 13 years ago. Yeah, so when I first came here, uh, we were we were implementing the version of TMW that we're on now. Um, fuel dispatch, fuel right? Fuel dispatch. Yeah. Um, and, and Mr. Woods here uh, knew, knew quite a bit about the system we were coming off of, the, the legacy version of TMW. So we've run this version now. Um, and I could, I could spend way more time than anyone cares to hear about the, about the system, but it's it's kind of a square peg in a round hole situation. We, we have a lot of redundant process to, to fit this system. Um, and so we're, we're looking at uh, obviously eliminating that um, and going to something homegrown. Uh, so Mark Baum and his team um, and some offshore development that uh, helped us with uh, the mobile app for ticketing um, and some of our other back office systems, they're, they're helping out there. We're very early on in the stages. Uh, this is something that, that probably won't, come to fruition until uh, at the best case, end of this year, most likely case, middle of next year. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it takes a lot of work in the sense that when you think about what that system does for us, there's a whole host of utility, right? Yeah, go over kind of the category, how you've categorized the different widgets that make up this yeah. whole system, because these guys probably don't know. Sure. So I think the one that everyone's probably most familiar with is, is our dispatch, right? Yeah. So we... We can see all the loads that get called in. Uh, we can book loads in it, and then we can match it up with our resources, right? Driver, tractor, trailer, put together a dispatch, and, and then that feeds the ticketing system. So that's that's one very big piece. Um, but in addition to that, all of our invoicing, um, so all of our all of our income, uh, we, we bill out of that system. Um, all of our driver settlements, all of our pay, company and owner operators, uh, we, we generate that data um, using TMW. Um, and then just the, our, our master data management. Um, I mean, you think about all the locations we've got. What are the coordinates? What's that geolocation data? Uh, what are the directions? What are the gate codes? Is it H2S, red, yellow, green? 
um, and, and a whole ton more. So there's, there's quite a bit there. And right now our focus is on um, the back office or what we're calling contracts. Um, today, that's, we, we have that data in TMW. It's not very visible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think we suffer a lot of not miscommunication, but just lack of clarity on, on kind of our rate data. Yeah, um, specifically probably with LPG because our accrued rates are pretty straightforward, um, and so we're 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 tackling that right now and coming up with a contract module. Um, I know I showed you guys uh, Casey and Chad uh, last week, and it's it's very much commercially focused. And I think if we can get that organized and, and streamlined, uh, everything else that we do is kind of downstream from that, right? Yeah, um, because. If it's if it's billable or it's payable to a driver, okay, that kind of defines what does an order need to look like. What data do we need to capture, um, and that and that kind of helps define some of the processes that we're wanting to tweak. So that's that's kind of what I have for for TMW replacement now. It's it's like I said, probably twelve to eighteen months out um, in terms of being full bore, but uh, that'll that'll has been and will continue to get hot and heavy this year. Um, the next one I got is. Tablet replacement. Oh, uh, yeah, that's needed too. <laughs> yeah, so, and that's probably a little more pertinent to uh, most everyone listening here. So we did, gosh, what was that, two and a half, three years ago, depending on what terminal you were at, uh, we, we ripped out all the Omnitracks, thank God, um, and, and issued out those uh, Android tablets. I, I kept one. It's on my desk. <laughs> I, have a, I have a Motorola handheld. If you guys are around when we had those. I have a Omni tracks and I have a paper ticket book. You got any Tannerite? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go have some fun with that. Yeah, I'll provide the weaponry. <laughs> um, but so we we we've had pretty good luck with that. I think it's it's been a lot more user friendly than the Omni tracks for sure. Um, but they're getting long in the tooth. I know when I come out to a terminal now and and um, you know you're talking to with drivers and they hand you the tablet and. The screens are a little bit beat up, a little screen burn. I mean, they're just, you know, three years is about kind of the, the lifespan of one of these things. They're, they're made to go obsolete. So we've got, uh, we've got 375 of those uh, sitting up here on the ninth floor at 1100. Uh, Kiana, um, one of our analysts, is, is gone through actually yesterday. And yeah, I walked in on her. She had them, I think she did 10 at a time on a round table like this your your eyes will go crossed yeah <laughs> she was ru- literally walking around and around that table as she set one up after the night yeah i was having flashbacks to doing it the the baytown conference room <laughs> three years ago <laughs> yeah yeah but um so we're, we're going to get sealy first uh noe is going to be up here um and, and uh, the supervisors from sealy up on on thursday so goal is to get those handed over to them uh get those implemented out into the wild just kind of make sure we've we've got a good process and documentation around that. When then, when do we anticipate getting those out out to the field and in the driver's hands? So for Sealy, uh, when Noe's up here on Thursday, um, he's going to go home with. Oh, with good. Okay, yeah. cool. And um, we're gonna we're gonna put those out into the wild. Just make sure we've got everything procedurally. I guess is is up to par. Yeah. Um, no kind of unexpected issues from a from an end user experience. Um, and then from that point, we'll, we'll take whatever lessons learned we've got there. Um, and I think Pleasanton's probably the next most pressing place. Right. After we get that done, um, you know, we'll, we'll rinse and repeat that process, and we'll, we'll just 
take a week and, and go to the different terminals and, and implement them out. So if, if we're talking end of February now, I would say by, by end of May, mid-June, we should be mission complete there um, and then have all those deployed out. And it's, it's similar. They're Android, um, Samsung Galaxy S9s. I might I might get that wrong. I'm I'm an Apple guy. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit thinner, a wider screen, um, but but same kind of look and feel and all that. So I think uh, I think those will go over very well, and uh, we got a pretty good deal on those too. I've checked to see if they'll fit in a little mount in the truck. Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna use I, the same same mount. Okay. I've yeah. never asked that question. Yeah. Yeah. No, they will. Uh, they will fit. And then uh, the last one I've got to talk about is is this is also kind of um, maybe not so prevalent or to the forefront of, of everyone listening here, um, and it's still got quite a ways to go. But um, we're working with, so for those who don't know, at Enterprise, we've, we've got a pretty large uh, data management, uh, big data team, um, and we've been working with those guys around looking at our, our crude data um, and, you know, we have so much data that's associated with our crude movements um, and, and working on developing an algorithm uh, that can kind of help us in, take that data, the call in right every day and, and match it up with our with our resources, our drivers, trucks and trailers. Where do we park? What time do we start? And, and coming up with a, an optimal way to um, put out a plan. Right. And, and so, you know, when you first say that, everyone's like, oh, my God, you're. You're talking about automating dispatch. I'm not talking about automating dispatch. I'm talking about taking the, the process that we have to go through every day um, and just making it more efficient. Um, yeah. You know, we, we cycle through that twice a day now, right? You know, uh, we come in in the morning and dispatch is working on getting our night trucks dispatched out. Right. And then we turn around after lunch and we're trying to get the day trucks planned out for tomorrow. So we cycle through that twice um, in, a, in a given period. Well, the, if we can increase the frequency with which we do that, we're going to come up with better decisions because, as we all know, things change multiple times throughout the day, right? We get rejects. Uh, we get we get uh, extra loads called in that weren't anticipated. We have truck, yeah, trucks. need it right now. Trucks break down. Yeah. yeah. Um, all, all these kind of things, weather events, all these kind of things. And so if we can increase the frequency through which we, we evaluate that all that data and all those variables – um, it's just kind of reasonable. Hey, we're going to come out with better decisions and better outcomes, which is, which is better for for everyone involved. You know, and that's what I sat down with Chad as we was going through this, you know, just earlier this week. And that, you know, I'm amazed at some of the capabilities that we're going to have with this. And it's, you know, what's taken dispatcher six eight hours to do one get through. You know, we're hoping that we can do this in ten minutes or five minutes, and then be able to do it multiple times every hour or every thirty minutes, whatever it needs to be. And, you know, if, if we as a company are more efficient than you as the drivers and those that it's going to affect out there, obviously they're going to be more efficient in making more money. Yeah, and this is this is an efficiency game. Yep. Well, we've said that over and over. Yep. Um, it's If you're not efficient, you're not making any money. Yep. The margins in this business are so razor thin um, that uh, you've got you've to be efficient. And it, we're fortunate in that we've got the resources that will allow us to, to focus on these kind of projects. And um, I, I, I could tell you that some other carriers that are just pure trucking companies just simply couldn't afford to be able to do this. Sure. Um, and, and we've got the backing and the support yeah. from our senior leadership that uh, 
they're all in. And uh, I, I think it's really going to pay huge dividends. And to give you an idea, uh, the, the data management projects that we've got operational right now, uh, we use every day. And it, uh, by, with just the click of a mouse today, I can get information that would take an analyst sometimes hours, if not days, mm-hmm. to come up with. And I've got uh, just at the at the click of a mouse, it's right there. And it, it's every time I look at it, it it really amazes me because I know where we were mm-hmm. uh, just yeah. to, and it not very long ago, sure, two years ago. Yeah, it, it yeah. was a huge effort to get some of that data, um, and and that's that's what uh, that's what's gonna make us efficient. So really, really proud of the results and the, the team is, is working hard yeah. uh, to make that happen. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all good projects. This is a, a some are, some are more fun than others. These are, these are all pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. no, this, this is really cool stuff. What else you got? That, uh, that, that kind of is my hit list there. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. Cool. So guys, I, I appreciate it. We are coming up on 45 minutes. Um, and uh, we're going to call it a day uh, at this point. Uh, really proud of everybody out there. Hopefully by now you've gotten your uh, Project 9.3 bonus money. And I don't know, hopefully I, that came on, on one check, didn't it? Yeah, should have come in on one check yeah. minus taxes. So yeah. should, I think should have hit around the 15th or 16th. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. If you had direct deposit. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So hopefully you're enjoying that bonus. Um, proud of you guys for uh, contributing uh, to the bottom line like you did. And uh, we're going to call it a day. And we will see you in the Hammer Lane. Thanks for listening, guys. Be careful. This has been a podcast for you, our favorite employee. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Casey and the team. If you would like to submit a question, remember to email them to thehammerlane at eprod.com. Again, that's thehammerlane at eprod.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And remember, do the best you can every day.